Welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast with me, Sari Taylor, trained psychotherapist, coach and teacher of how to live our very best lives. I'll be covering a wide range of topics with some special guests, but always pointing back to our mental health and innate well-being. Hi, and welcome to this episode, which is it's really about our innate well-being. So I'm going to entitle this that we are not broken. And what I'm going to do, I've done this before on these podcasts, is I'm actually just going to read for, um, read for you a chapter from my book all around anxiety. And this is for those of you that have the book, is chapter six. And I'm just going to literally read it out to you. You'll hear me turning the pages. Back to the days where I was at a complete loss as to how to fix myself. I now know that none of us are broken, that we all have access to our innate well-being at any time. But I haven't always seen it like this. One of the big things that was missing for me when I was stuck in a cycle, habit, addiction, whatever you want to call it, I lost all faith and trust in myself to be okay. I felt doomed. I felt destined to spend my whole life fighting and doing everything I could to be okay. But I was completely missing the point all along that I was already okay. I just didn't see it that way. Believe me, I wanted to. I hadn't taken the easy way out. Fighting against yourself is one of the most draining experiences ever. In fact, I'd go as far to say that it's soul-destroying. Again, at least that's how I saw it at the time. I now know that it was just how it had to be for me to be where I am now. And although I would have much preferred a direct route to where I am, it wasn't to be. And I accept that now. Again, I'm not trying to be smug or annoying here. And you may be reading this book now from a perspective where I was a while ago. Yet I can't help but share how I see it now. Even with the risks of irritating and frustrating people, I'm here to share my truth, the truth, and show you some light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how you choose to interpret that right now. I remember exploring these principles and feeling jealous of those that seemed to be so much quicker and better at getting it than me. I now see that they were no less or more capable than me. They were just at their own place in their own journey. And no matter how much I wanted to, this would not affect or speed up my own process. I now love the fact that we are all equal as I'm forever learning and having more insights from everyone around me, my clients included. I'm not working with clients to help them get better like I was with myself. I'm not working with them to show them how to improve their life. I'm simply alongside them in their journey, sharing what I've seen and continue to see to be true for me, whilst they have their own insights in their own time. Back to when what I'm sharing with you now would have sounded to me like bullshit. It didn't have a beginning, a middle and an end. And so I wasn't interested. I wanted a prescription, a strategy and a quick fix. I'd lost trust in my gut instinct. I couldn't hear it. All I could ever hear when I was listening to myself was panic. I'm always encouraging people to listen to their gut rather than their panic thoughts. And I am then more than often asked the same question. How do I know the difference? I could never explain it as eloquently and simply as George George Pransky does here. He says, wisdom is always playing like a soft flute in the background. But when a brass band is playing, our typical conditioned thinking, you can't hear the flute. The flute never stops, but it can only be heard when the brass band stops. 
The brass band is always going to take a break, even for a moment. And that's when the flute can be heard. So you may or may not have heard of words like wisdom, gut instinct and innate wellness. Think of it as your own internal guide or sat-nav. It can be our ability to know right from wrong. It's what gets us through difficult situations. It's our innate well-being that we are born with and we always have access to it. It's a constant knowing and ability to just know what to do. When people come to me in times of stress or anxiety, it's often as if they don't believe they have this guide anymore. It's as though they stop knowing what to do and don't seem to trust or see that they are well. They often feel they are broken or about to break. Imagine the sun is shining bright, just like your innate wellness. And then all of a sudden clouds appear. Thoughts. Then it starts to rain. Even more thoughts. And it starts to seem much darker, almost as though the sun has disappeared. Well, actually, we know it hasn't just disappeared, but that it's just covered or doesn't seem the same because there are other things in the way, maybe a storm. We can also have thought storms too, and it can seem like our shine or sunshine, which is our innate wellness, has gone. It hasn't. It's still there somewhere for us to access at any moment. We are surrounded by stories and situations, even in our own life, where we just show up and face difficulties with a strength or determination we never knew we had. It's very common for people to say to me that they are okay in a crisis, but it's the little things that stress them out. Their wisdom guides them in these situations. And at the times they feel like they can't cope, they're listening to the drums and the flute appears as though it's stopped, but it hasn't. I know that when I was highly anxious, although my wisdom, my innate well-being showed up regularly, it's like I dismissed it and hunted for the anxious thoughts again. I think my habit of looking for a fix and some sort of perfection, I sometimes felt like my wisdom wasn't enough, so I'd keep searching. This would obviously create a whole load more anxious thoughts, and lo and behold, I felt anxious. I now know that my wisdom internal guide is doing its best for me in any given moment, and I can always rely on it. I once did a presentation about the three principles with a group of people where a wonderful mother asked a question openly in the group as she was worried for her children. I can't remember the specific details, but I think it's still a great example of our wisdom at play. The family ended up in a horrendous situation where the father had a gun pointed at him in a robbery in front of the rest of the family. Thankfully, he was okay and came out of the situation alive. The mother's concern was for the longer term consequences of this for her children. I think it was two girls. This mum was asking me in a nutshell if she should be worried about one more than the other and is there anything she should be doing. This wonderfully brave woman then went on to explain that as the intruder left, one of her daughters froze and just did not move. The other started to collect all of her belongings that she saw of any importance to take with her as she fled the home. These are two very real and touching examples of fight or flight in action. One child was dealing with that situation, was one child dealing with that situation better than the other? Absolutely not. They were both reacting in a way that felt right for them. They followed their internal guidance and survived it. Yes, it would have been extremely distressing and overwhelming, but they coped and they managed. Their wisdom and inner guidance carried them through. In these kinds of situations, it'd be very easy to go over with the children how awful it must have been and how they felt, which if they want to do is absolutely okay and it's important that we listen. However, it's also very important that these children see that right in that moment, they just knew what to do that felt right for them. And they always have access to that guide, no matter where or when. 
I realised the importance of freedom that comes from seeing this in action and to hear stories as well as my own experience of wisdom in action, see my own innate well-being like I mentioned previously. It was important because it gave me freedom, freedom not to plan for every eventuality and possibility that could ever be. I'm pretty sure that family never ex- that family never expected to be in that situation that evening, although they may well have worried about lots of alternative ones that never happened. I don't expect myself to never get caught up in the noise of the drums, I am human. However, when I do and I realise, I give myself permission not to have it all figured out. Phew, what a relief. Just on a side note, how do I realise when I'm caught up in it? Usually because I feel crap. I feel anxious or angry or sad or fed up. As I know that those thoughts don't come from nowhere, I can see that I have a whole load of thinking going on. And so I allow myself to take a step back from having it all figured out. I realised that instead of feeling like I was going to die, that actually panic attacks were safe. It was just my body's response to what I was telling it. I was okay. I also realised that fighting was pointless, tiring and keeping me stuck. And I didn't want to fight anymore. So I hope you were able to take something from that and I will speak to you soon.